Hey guys, this is Dr. McFarland, and on this week's show, we're going to talk with Cynthia Malouf over in Lebanon, and she is a guitar player that I just came across on Instagram, and it looks like she's got some mad skills on the guitar and lots of fun things to say about her musical journey. So, hey Cynthia, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Bright and early up this morning because of the time difference, but other than that, I'm going to make it through just fine. Okay, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome. So it's it's very interesting, this whole social media thing and just finding new people to talk to. And I think I posted something. I can't remember what I posted, but you liked it. And I saw you held a guitar. It's like, hey, she has a cool guitar. I'm sure she plays really well. Let's messenger and see like what her story is, you know. And here we are. Now we're talking over, uh, over Skype and uh, working through uh, all the fun things ways of figuring out microphones and all that and yeah (laughs) (laughs) so let's go ahead and let's just who are you like what do you do cynthia tell tell the world (laughs) yeah i i am a guitar player from beirut lebanon i have been playing guitar for like 17 years maybe now and uh, I teach guitar as well. I teach uh, through online Skype, Zoom, or even uh, private. Students come to my house or they, I go to their houses. Plus, I do social media in, um, in a local music store. And I demo one guitar per month there. And uh, I, I was playing before in a TV show for a season. And so, yeah, and I perform in weddings and in live performance, so it depends. And I do gear demos as well. Great. So uh, I'm assuming the the websites or the stores that you do the demos for, they'll post your videos and get the word out. I was like, hey, check out this new guitar. This really awesome player is, is using it today to demonstrate everything. And is the uh, what's the guitar stores like over there in the Middle East? Yeah, uh, first, in Lebanon, it's a small country, comparing other countries in the Middle East. So the market is smaller. So we we have a lot of great brands like Fender, uh, Jackson, you name it, but not all the brands that you have got yet, you guys have in the U.S. So we're more limited here. But the store where I work at is is the biggest one in Lebanon, and it's, um, it has a lot of uh, varieties, and we always try to get the newest uh, series uh, of Fender guitars or so that you know we stay up to date. But of course there are smaller shops, there are but we don't have a huge variety. For example, even pedals, we don't have some brands here. For example, TC right. Electronic, we don't have them. Because you know the market is small. It's not huge like to get so many brands, so many but we have enough what we need. And if someone wants something like I used to do, I used to uh, uh, buy from Amazon or from other you know, websites, things that right. I don't have here as a musician that I, that I really need or I want specific uh, stuff, you know? Now, this is funny you mentioned Amazon because I, I never consider Amazon being anything other than like a, an American thing. But Amazon is like global, it right? Is, it's like, it's yeah. all over the world. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I shipped one of my Telecaster from Amazon uh, in 2011. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. So, yeah, I, I just never, it never even crossed my mind that somewhere over in, you know, China or you know any country is like, yeah, they just go on to Amazon, click on what they want, and 
it shows up at their doorstep like the next day or two days later, you know, just like here in America, you know. But it takes more time because we live uh, more far. So even I ship my Voodoo Lab pedal power to connect my pedals from Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes sometimes two weeks, three weeks, sometimes four weeks. Oh, wow. So, yeah, wow. it takes a lot of time. Even sometimes when pedals or uh, companies want me to uh, demonstrate a certain product, they send me the product and it arrives one month later. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like express shipping in one week or just standard shipping in four weeks? Have I? No. Oh, of course, I, I would love it. No, you know, there are companies that have sent me uh, in companies like DHL. They're the fastest. They arrived to Lebanon in three days, mm. even from. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on which company they've sent it. That's so cool. So I read a little bit about your bio on one of the websites I think you demonstrate for, and uh, apparently you're, you're, you're this amazing tapper, this tapping kind of guitar technique. So kind of talk about that a little bit and how you got into that kind of style. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, first I, I, I play a lot of tapping, let's say the, the normal tapping, I mean the rock kind of. Tapping. Sure, the Eddie Van Halen Eddie Van tapping, Halen right. style, exactly. But then, uh, step by step, I was, you know, when you when I got introduced more to guitar players in social media, and I listen a lot, I used to listen a lot to Alan Holdsworth, but Alan Holdsworth, I, I don't compare myself to him, of course, but his ideas of playing chord melody fascinated me a lot. So he, he used to do a lot of chord tapping. Chord tapping is a different word, you know, it's Sure. You, yeah. yeah, you think more, the way of thinking is more like a pianist or, you know, because mm -hmm. you can add more um, melodies and harmonies to your playing because you have more fingers on the fretboard. So right. I was doing that uh, before and I was playing as well uh, country music. I was learning how to play country. I was enjoying it a lot. And then I figured that in country music they play uh, a b-bender. They use b-benders. I don't know if you mm. if you know about yeah. that. It's a mechanism exactly, yeah. at the back of the guitar, and it's attached to the b-string. And it's used because when you play a chord, you cannot bend, let's say, the pinky if you're pressing a chord. So with a b-bender, you can bend a half step or a whole step. So it will make wow. the sound of a pedal steel. What I've done was, uh, I think no one did that before at that time. I, I did it in 2015. I started to upload videos uh, playing chords, even like major seventh, minor seventh chord, you know, just mm -hmm. not typical chords only, plus tapping and plus bending with the taps. Wow. So yeah, it did a weird sound and a lot of people were uh, reacting to my uh, videos. They were saying, what is this? What, what is she doing? What is this style? So it was different. It was weird if you want to <laughs> describe it. But it's fun. No, so good yeah, I started to develop it more and more and more. So yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's fascinating. So thank you. Can we can we safely say you've heard it here first that, that you were the first person to do like a B bender and tapping at the same time? I think yes, I was the first. Yes. I think it's cool that you can kind of stumble on little. Um, little unknown techniques just out of like curiosity he's like hey what would happen if i did this tapping and used a b-bender it's like that'd be yeah See what actually I, you know. yeah i remember this moment i was in my house and i was 
I don't know, because I, I thought I had this, I had this bevender and I said, let's do something different with it and not, mm -hmm. not being just typical, you know, I, and, and usually even before that, I like to mix styles. In general, I like I like to mix funk with country, with uh, left hand muting, do some crazy stuff. I don't like to be just, you know, labeled as a rock player or a country player or a blues player. I like to mix styles right. to be unique, to create something new. So this day, I I, I thought I want to do something different with the B-Bander. And okay, by you know uh, when you try, uh, how to take trial and error, you know you do stuff. So I said, okay, it's kind of working with me, but I should practice a lot. So that's what I did. I was practicing a lot, a lot, a lot. And so that I can get the, the, the more natural way to do it because it's really hard. I mean, you have to pull with your shoulder, make sure you're tapping because if you like mess a little bit, it can go really out of tune and what you're playing mm -hmm. can, can right. sound off tune. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, I do well just to being normally, so <laughs> can't imagine trying to trying to do like a B bender thing and a tapping yeah. technique and yeah, it is kind of weird, like because you're because the neck is moving away from you technically True. as you tap at the same time, right? So it's like you're everything has to move in exactly. sync with each other. And you have to sit the kind of classical way. Uh, the best way is to sit when how classical players sit. You know, mm -hmm. they put the, the yeah. left foot uh, on the on a footstool, and because when you do the B bender, you have to find the right angle to do it. So if you're sitting like normal players, I don't know, it's a bit annoying. It's kind of impossible. Well, that's crazy. So what is the? I mean, I guess B benders are mainly made by Fender, right? So I guess uh, there are by Fender, but there are companies like PW Classic. Uh, mine okay. was, uh, yeah, it's called the PW. We shipped it uh, all the way from the US till here. And my uh, friend, he's a luthier, he's a great luthier, his name is George. He installed it on my guitar and he did it um, like handmade. Mm. He did a great job on it. So, yeah. And by the way, there are G benders as well. So I think you can, like a B, you go down and the G, you go out. Yeah, I guess right? it's something like is that. Is that about right? Yeah, I guess. You know, I, I played one G bender at the NAMM show. There was a, at the one player booth, they had the G bender, but I don't remember if it was down or up in 2016. It could have been, I don't know, I think it's the way it's built. Yeah. I think. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the NAMM show was at, a, let's talk about NAMM for a second. Yeah. So, do you just fly all the way from Lebanon to, is it California? And usually you go to the Anaheim show. Yes, yes, uh, from uh, from Beirut to Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, okay. It's a very yeah. long trip. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Have you ever been to the Nashville NAM show? N no, but I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. Well, I think this. I don't know about going forward in future years, but this last year was the last one for Nashville because mm. next year the uh, the gonna NAM show is going to be in. Yeah. Yes, yeah, going to be like a summertime. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and with me even being in California or in, in America here, I've never been to California. I never flew out there, never drove. Uh, just never had the opportunity or, me, or you know, need to do that. Uh, I think for next year, I'm going to try and save up some money and try and go. Because I think it'd be fun just to experience it, you know. It is very fun, very interesting, and you get to meet a lot of people with uh, different musical backgrounds and a lot of connections. I, th I think it's pretty cool. 
No, that's great. Yeah. So with the uh, with Nam. Obviously, there's gear all around you. So let's kind of talk about, like, what's your main amplifier right now? Right what, now. What, what amps yeah. do you like to use mainly? What I like, I, I would love to have a Fender, like, reverb amp or something like that. But uh-huh. uh, I've been using a Marshall AVT20. It's like a hybrid amp, so it's very cool. It's very mm-hmm. good for practice, and even for gigs, it works as well. But I would love to have a Fender one. But right now, with the crisis in Lebanon, it's kind of impossible. To oh, be I'm honest. sure. To yeah. invest in a, in, a, in a great amp, it's a bit hard. Yeah, so when you say it's a hybrid amp, does that mean it's like a tube preamp and a, yeah, a solid-state power it's amp? It's like in the middle, yeah. Is it, a, is it fairly light for you to carry around the gigs, or is it, do you need a dolly for it? Or <laughs> are, you work, are you working on your, your muscles there a little bit? <laughs> Actually, it is a workout. It's not huge, and it's not small, yeah, you know, but it, it is heavy, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, someone should help me, or I should carry it. You know, step by step. Uh, like well, that's uh, what you—that's what you have a husband for. He can yeah. carry your amp for you. <laughs> Poor oh, guy. Here, here. Hey, this guy's my roadie. He's gonna yeah, yeah. bring in all my gear. You know. <laughs> Where'd you like your stuff, dear? Oh, just over there on the stage. Thanks, honey. Yeah. You know. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bringing a whole new dynamic to your relationship. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, so what's on your pedal board right now? Yeah, right now I have two TC electronic pedals. First one is the Hall of Fame um, reverb pedal, and mm-hmm. the other is the Corona chorus pedal. I love them so much. I, I bought them when I went to the U.S. because here, obviously, we don't have. Oh, that's the and best time to get it, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's very good, I ha- you know, to invest in my gears, so I, ha- I got the advantage to do that. And I have a Boss TR2 Tremolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it from here, and uh, an MXR carbon copy analog delay, also from here. And I have my distortion pedal, it's a Sir Riot, I got it from Italy. I, I was right. in Rome, and yeah, because here also, you don't find Sir products at all, yeah, in, in yeah. any store. So yeah, and I, I, I fell in love with it, because it has like three uh, outputs, and you can you can play something really heavy and then you can just play something bluesy and it's so versatile i love it and recently the um, company called all pedal they've started uh, just a few months ago they sent me two pedals the slammerai overdrive okay it's very nice i didn't demo it yet but i'm gonna do it very soon also it has a very clean overdrive it's very very nice and they sent me a compressor pedal called Galactivice. I've already done a video with it, with a, combined with a wah pedal. So, right. yeah, and I, I've done a detailed demo. If you go to my YouTube channel, you're going to um, find out what I've uh, talked about it. And I did a comparison. If you, if you play with the pedal on and with the pedal off, so you can hear the difference what the pedal does mm-hmm. with the compression. And uh, the last one is the Joe Bonamassa wah pedal signature. I got it there from go. the local store where I go. Uh, I work now. Um, I don't know. There is something about it that I love. It has something different than the Cry Baby that you know. It's more powerful or more. I don't know. The tone is just. It got into me, so I, I got it immediately when I. Yeah, it, it makes your guitar weep, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say so. <laughs> 
That's great. So with your Marshall amp, do mm -hmm. you just keep it on a clean sound and just use pedals for all your dirt, or do you have like a like? Do you ever use a second channel on the amp, or does it even have a second channel? I don't no, know. it doesn't have a second channel. But okay, I, it's just a single I just, channel. Okay. Yeah, I, I put my EQ the way I want, and then yeah. I yeah, I control my pedals. So uh, I don't even use the overdrive of the Marshall unless I was somewhere without the pedals. You know what I mean? So if right, I was somewhere right. and I didn't have any pedal, I would use it. But since I have my pedal board, I have my sound, so I'm just gonna make the EQ on the amp and the other stuff, the pedal board. That's great. Uh, coincidentally, I came into possession of a, uh, a Shure Sheba reloaded pedal. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my friends, he's with me to demo some stuff for him and then sell it for him, which is fine with me. It's like, all right, I'll demo it and sell it for you. It's fine with me. So. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, sure stuff is great. Um, I actually met Pete Thorne. You are you aware of Pete Thorne? Yes, yes, he's a great player. He he demos oh, a yeah. lot of uh, gear. Yeah. Oh yeah, every almost. Oh, yeah. You almost see a, a new video from him every day. It's, you know, he's he's cracking out a lot of stuff. Yeah. But he was in Nashville about maybe 2013 or so, and uh, he he had just released his PT three maybe that's what it's called it's basically like his three channel sure sir uh amplifier okay and uh we all went and watched him play at this clinic that he did and uh i was able to like play his guitar and, and uh, i have a my friend took a picture of me like playing his guitar and and, and pete's like standing there looking over me like <laughs> you know like hey this guy's pretty good it's like yeah a little latino <laughs> 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 um so yeah, I, I'm very aware of like the the Sir products that he uses and the guitars he has, and um, yes, yeah, or anything really he plays just sounds amazing anyway. Yeah, right? that's true. So yeah, um, that's cool. Uh, so do you do any like video production stuff, or does the stores do all of the video stuff for you when you do? I, your I do them. I do them. You I, do them I, yourself. Okay. I do everything. As wow. a social media, yeah, I, I take pictures of the products. They imagine, not just guitar. I mean, it could be anything, piano, harmonicas, anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do all that stuff, and um, wow. I post them, yeah. And even my demos, I edit them, because uh, when I show, for example, the bridge pickup uh, or pickups in Paradise or in series, whatever, I just write everything. I do them in my house. I edit them, and yeah. So I do everything related to the uh, media page. No, that's great. That's that's a good skill to have, especially in this day of computers and yeah, exactly. Just everything everything being online. So and what's uh? Yeah, so and you know something, because uh, I I I post the things in a way because I'm a musician and a guitarist, so I I see things the way a guitarist see it, and mm -hmm. a guitarist point of view. Or so maybe this helps also. Because it's, imagine I'm not a musician. Maybe you know you see it differently. So I see it the way maybe a guitarist. I I put myself as a guitar player who wants to buy this product. So that's great. Yeah, it's uh, it helps. Do you have a multi-camera setup, or is it just like a one-shot kind of thing, or how does that look for you? In uh, in the store, you mean? Yeah, like when you're setting up for the shot, is, do you have like two cameras pointing at different angles so you can like switch between them later, or is it just one shot? Or how no, does that it's work? just uh, it's just one shot. Okay. Uh, I, I'm thinking to to get my camera. I have a video camera that uh, 
captures video, but I'm uh, I'm thinking to do that after. But for now, it's just one one shot. Okay, well that's great. I mean, I think uh, still think is a great skill to have, and I've been doing YouTube. I think my first YouTube video was maybe back in 2010 or so. It's been a while. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I learn more and more about video stuff. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to learn actually. There is, and I, I try to keep my setup fairly simple. Uh, mm -hmm. I just have a Canon M50 uh, with a 16 millimeter lens, and then um, uh, I'll use my iPhone a lot for like a secondary shot, like if I'm doing like a pedal, a pedal or an amp. Just yeah. Put the, put the camera or the phone over the whatever product, and then just blend them together later in post mm -hmm. when you're editing everything together. So. Um, you know, try not to get too crazy about it all, but uh, it's, it's, it's fun to learn for sure. Yes, of course. In previous videos I've done, uh, I, I used my GoPro Hero 4 a long mm -hmm. time in 2014. Yeah. It was the trend at, at that time, so it helped me a lot. But then I got a Canon also, um, and sometimes, many times I use it, but one, one shot fixed. But there are covers that I've done in a studio, and there, of course, they, they were taking for me different angles because me, myself alone, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. So Yeah, yeah. So they're pointing down the fretboard, like exactly. looking at your hand at yes. a certain angle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's very artistic. True. And I, you <laughs> know, I'm, I was, it's funny because just today morning I was thinking that for the next demos of the local store where I work at, I want to do that, uh, mm -hmm. that idea to take some shots uh, the fretboard or whatever, yeah. No, that's great. Mm. Well, let's talk about a little bit more about uh, the your music. And mm. do you do you do any originals or instrumentals or what does that look like for you? Yeah, they're mostly instrumentals. Um, th there is nothing like how to say like an official EP or album or single that is released yet. I've sure, done yeah. I've done one collaboration with a French uh, bass player. Uh, it, it was. An original composition of mine, but it was, it's okay. a short one. It's um, it's on YouTube, so uh, he plays on a. I don't know in this video which one he used. I think he used the eight strings fretless bass. So he created weird sounds, and I created weird sounds with the B bender. It was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song called? Weird sounds. It's no, actually it's called <laughs> <laughs> it's called the light heart, light heart. Yeah. But cool. uh, yeah, and I, I really want to release my original music, but um, it's taking time because I want it to be done in a very good way and original and creative. So right. I don't want to rush into it. I want to do it in, a, in the right time, in the right uh, way, of course. Maybe your husband can do some background vocals for you. Yeah, because he's Spanish, so maybe he can add the... Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <That's cool. laughs> You can add some Spanish vibes to it. <laughs> That's really awesome. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if you just had like any Spotify stuff or you know Apple iTunes uh, or anything like that. But, hopefully, but it's coming, coming soon <laughs> in a store near you. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's awesome. So, interesting enough, you have a Leonard Skinner shirt on. Oh, yeah. I love so, that. <laughs> so, let's talk about some of your influences when you first started playing and how you came to get a Leonard Skinner shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will get to that. First, uh, I, when I was 12 years old, um, in, 
in my parents' house, I was watching um, MTV, okay? And there used to be these bands with punk rock, and I don't know, uh, when the first time I saw punk and rock, I was so fascinated. I thought, what is this? I want to be like that, you know? It was mm -hmm. so cool for me. So I, I kept on telling my parents, I want to learn the electric guitar, I want to learn the electric guitar. And they were like, no, no, you should start classical, you know, the old thinking, no classical oh, sure, guitar, yeah. and I don't know what. And Okay, I, the deal with them was that I learned a classical for one year, and then I switched to electric, so that's what, ha that's what happened. And then I bought my first uh, electric guitar pack. Uh, yeah, w w it was a stag Chinese guitar with the amp and everything. And oh, so, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I started to get into punk rock, mainstream rock, whatever, this style. And step by step, I was getting into uh, blues music and I was uh, enjoying it. And then I started to get into classic rock. Here, everything changed. From here, I bought my Strat, a Fender Strat. My dad bought it for me, actually, in 2007. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and when I saw Richie Blackmore and I heard the way he plays, he was just, you know, that was it. <laughs> From here, I, I got stuck with guitar. From that moment, That's because I, the way he was playing, his composition—I don't know—something you know was very. So yeah, so if you want to say influences, I would say Richie Blackmore, you know, all these Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And after that, I got into Leonard Skinner, Southern rock, and uh, country music. You know, uh, I like to listen to different styles. I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't mind to listen even to metal music. I really like right. it. So anything you know, and I don't. I cannot tell you who are my real influ, uh, who influenced me to play guitar because there are too many guitar players. Right. So it's but the main one who pushed me was Richie Blackmore for sure, for sure. Well, it sounds like to me. I mean, you're doing a great job of taking stuff that you've heard, but not letting it, you know, capture you in a box. Right. You're 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 always experimenting exactly. and trying out different sounds and. The whole tapping and b-bender thing. I mean, yeah. even Jimmy Page didn't even do stuff like that. So it's like <laughs> you're 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 taking little bits and pieces from different players, but you're yeah, sure. you're you're using your creative mind to just do your own thing, which is I think is great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't like to copy any guitar player, and of course, of course, any way or another, I'm gonna you know play a lick that is very similar to any famous guitarist or you know but uh, at the end what what I like when people recognize me from certain sounds or from certain licks that I play that became more my signature playing this is what I like because if imagine now you put headphones and you listen you listen to a guitarist playing or copying for example John Petrucci I wouldn't enjoy it because if I want to listen to John Petrucci I will go to John Petrucci and I will listen to his uh, playing and that's right. enough. I don't need to hear copies of the same guitarists uh, uh, all over again. So uh, for me, yeah, creativity is everything in music. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think one of these days when you have your album out and you have a body of work that people can listen to, there's going to be like a little girl or a little boy somewhere <laughs> in the world be like, man, I heard this. You know, and they're going to talk about their musical experience like 20 years later. Like, yeah, 20 years ago, I heard this lady over in Lebanon called Cynthia, and she's like rocking out and 
she totally inspired me to play, which is I think is beautiful. You know, it's really great. Of course, yes. Uh, of course, it would be really nice if when I hear people reaching out and saying, for example, uh, you inspired me, or especially a woman, you know, because, mm -hmm. yeah, women, they... But now it's different. But long time ago, they used to look up to them like, you know, they, they didn't have the, the, how to say, the rights like men and music. They were right. always, they, you look at them like as inferior. But now I think it's the opposite. We, we see a lot of good female guitarists or, so it's different. But I love when, when many girls reach out to me and they tell me, you are inspiring me and thank you for your music. And so it's, uh, yeah, very cool. Well, that's great. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking about when I first saw your your profile on Instagram. Is is like, wow, she she holds the guitar confidently. Surely she has a great story. And and I think I think uh, this conversation has brought all that out. You're you're really doing a lot of great stuff there, Cynthia. And um, I really uh, commend you for all that. It's, it's it's great for what you're doing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Is there anything that you're... Uh, let's talk about your husband for a little bit. Is there any musical talents that he has, or is he just a roadie at this point? No, he, he's a soccer coach. Soccer coach, cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not a musician, but he enjoys music a lot, and he likes when I play guitar. And even when I don't practice a lot, he, he tells me, go practice, go play, make videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't settle. He, he likes when I... That's why maybe I'm with him, because... Right. You know, he's the kind of husband that supports me, not the opposite. There are people who, yeah, who would tell me, for example, a long time ago, what are you doing? Stop doing video, you know, just to push you down. So he's the kind of person that opposite. He just wants me to become even more successful. Right. Yeah, it's very important to realize with, with any, of this, any of this social media stuff that, you know, nothing is going to be an overnight success. Definitely. You know, each video you make is just, just going to get you one step closer to whatever goal you have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether you have one subscriber on YouTube or Instagram or maybe you have, like, thousands or whatever, it's like, you know, I think the goal is not the number of people that follows you, but just the, the quality of the interaction True. that you have between whether your potential students or just, you know, people that enjoy what you're doing on social media. Like maybe they like a picture and be like, hey, she must be really cool. Let's check out what else she does. And then they find out more about your techniques and, um, you know, just another, other ways to find people that are doing something different than you and then uh, just being inspired by that. So I think it's amazing. But real fast, what would you say to uh, potential people uh, that – are interested in learning music and just in general like what, what would you tell them yeah I would tell them that first learning music or any instruments very very good it's uh, it helps you it's therapy uh, within itself but if you want to like be successful or you know like do something you have to work really hard and uh, don't listen to negative people don't listen to people who criticize just to criticize. You know what kind of people I'm talking about. Not, not the constructive criticism because I've, I've had people who helped me through some comments, but there are people that just want to bring you down, so don't listen to anyone. Be strong, and if this is your passion and you love it, so you have to do it from your heart, and you will get so many good things. 
And of course, something else like no, no matter where you live in the world, with music, if you do well, you work so hard, amazing things can happen. Well, thanks guys for tuning in to this episode with Cynthia. And I will leave all her social media links and where you can find information about her in the description of this podcast and the YouTube channel. 